as soon as the offering's passed, we're going to do a little activation, so pass those things quick, because we don't want to eat up into my time, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I'd love to waste my time. You know how I feel about speaking. How's everybody doing? Good. You're going to leave here with so much hope, you're not even going to know what to do with yourself today, is all I got to say. If you are a Zioneer, but you moved away and you're visiting today, can you just stand up? Stand up if you're a Zioneer and you're visiting. Yes. Welcome home, guys. Listen, everybody, make sure you squeeze these people's necks, even if you don't know them, because they're home. <laughs> Good to have you. All right. <clears throat> well, um, offering buckets are almost passed. I'm going to ask you to stand as you're passing quickly. Stand up. We're going to do a little activation. We're going to have community today in some form or fashion. Because we don't want you walking out saying, I feel like I can't connect to anybody. You will talk to people today, whether you like it or not. So here's your assignment for now. I want you to find one other person that you do not know at all. Ready, set, go, and then stand there, and I'll give you the next set of directions. You cannot know them. You cannot know them. <clears throat> hunt, hunt, hunt. Listen, I didn't say talk. I didn't say talk. Why are you talking? Who has not found somebody that they do not know? Raise your hand. All right, we have one over here, one over here. You guys meet right here. We've got one, two, three, four. All right, raise your hand again if you, found, you have not found somebody. Lauren, right here in the back. Oh, did you find somebody? Right here, the green shirt in the middle. Oh, you got somebody. Raise your hand again if you don't have anybody. Back here, Lauren, Lauren. Everybody's eyes are on Lauren. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Oh, we've got two. Yeah, you guys, come on. Sorry. Little bestie friends here. We got to split them up. Raise your hand again if you do not know, if you, you need somebody. Right here in the front, we've got two. Run, girls. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. Ready, listening? First of all, you're going to introduce yourself. Then you're going to tell this person two things that they do not know about you. Okay? And you're going to take turns. You've got 30 seconds. Go. seconds switch if you haven't if you have not switched switch people
four, three, two, one. All right. Now you're going to have to ask Jesus something. You're going to ask the Lord, God, what is one word, a single word, if you want to go deeper, you can, one word, when, when you look at this person, what is that one word to describe them? How do you see this person in one word? And then take turns to each other, and then we'll do one more thing. Oh, it got quiet in here, didn't it? Short, brief, and powerful. <laughs> Switch people if you have not switched yet. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Three, two, one. All right. Here's your next assignment. If you didn't get your word finished, you can talk to them afterwards because you're friends now. Right? Okay, so one more assignment. You and the person that you partnered up with, you're going to find another two people, and you're going to introduce your partner. Okay, ready, go. And tell them the two things that you learned, or three, however many I said.
You should at least be halfway through. How many people need more time? Nobody? All right. Okay, wrap it up, children. <laughs> you guys can return to your seats if you have gotten through your introductions. I think that's the most you guys have talked to each other all year. Good job. Super proud of you. Does everybody feel like, man, now they know somebody at Zion? And if this is your first time, then you are double welcome. Uh, well, so I brought a few friends up with me today just to start, start this section out. First of all, I just want to say the worship was amazing. Guys, thank you. That was... I feel like I don't even need to really speak on anything. Like, <laughs> you guys just took us right through everything, beginning, middle, and end. It was awesome. Um, so I just asked these guys um, to share a word with you guys briefly that as we're walking into 2019, does anybody want to be encouraged? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to be encouraged. And can I just say, too, man, you guys are so fiery today. My goodness, it's like electric in here. It's awesome. So it's just going to get better. So who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So what I heard from the Lord when I was praying about this is he, he gave me the words immeasurable joy. Immeasurable joy for 2019. Now the thing is, many of you carry joy, and you're like, well, I'm already joyful. That's awesome. He's going to give you immeasurable joy joy. Awesome. You're not going to be able to mo measure it because there's going to be such an overflow of joy in your life. Awesome. The second part of that is for those of you that have impaired joy, as Steve Backlund says, that you feel impaired. I don't have joy because of life situations, doubt, worry, fears, those kind of things. He just wants you to know that you're going to have immeasurable joy in 2019. And then those things are going to seem far away because he's going to work all of that out for you. But a really good way to activate yourself in, in this is like in the morning, and I want you to listen to this because I really want you to do this. In the morning when you wake up, as soon as your eyes open, speak out, I choose joy. I choose joy. Because what you're doing when you use your voice, you're setting it in the spirit realm. 
and then you're gonna be so surprised at all the joy you have, and then this is gonna be taken care of, just as a, I heard him also say, um, I'm overriding that. All of the life circumstances, he's overriding it with the immeasurable joy. So I just bless you with that. Yeah, yeah. I love that word. I feel like we should just laugh at that. <laughs> um, Steve Backlund's coming, so you'll get it if you don't know it. Um, so when I was praying, I felt like the Lord said this next year that's coming is a year of shifting. And I heard in specific different areas, and it's a good shifting. Um, first, it was jobs, and I saw like people getting positioned in different areas of their job, getting promotions or changing jobs altogether. Um, the second one I saw was with families. I saw blended families coming together. I saw adoptions and foster, like fostering, and then I saw obviously marriages. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and all the single people say amen. Um, <laughs> Rachel, do you have any dates for that or? <laughs> Names, names. I and don't dates. have dates, mates, or babies, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the next area I saw was um, I can't even recover from that. <laughs> um, from minis in, uh, in ministry. So, like, I saw people doing ministry in a new way. The way that they were doing before was good, but God's shifting the way you do ministry. And I just want to tag on to what Todd Bentley was saying about evangelism. I actually saw that's going to start arising in people more and more, and I wouldn't be surprised if the shift was more salvations than, like, healings or, like, any other testimonies. It's just salvations erup erupting. Um, the next that's one was, awesome. like, yeah, yeah, salvations. Um Mindsets. I saw mind shifts uh, shifting. And then the last one was nations. Like, I know we kind of sometimes go back to the same nations we know. Mm -hmm. And I saw God saying, we're taking new ground. We're shifting and going to new nations. Awesome. So I thought that was really cool. Yay. Um, so he kind of gave me this analogy of um, a manual, like a car that's manual versus automatic. And he said, I'm shifting gears. And so the lower gears are to build up power, to build up speed. And the the higher gears are to maintain that speed. And so what God's doing is he's building momentum in our lives right now. So as you start seeing things shift in your life, as your gears start turning, he's saying this is all for your glory, like his glory, mm -hmm. for your calling. And then it's to build up speed in your life so that he can like breathe on the momentum. And you're going to start seeing things shift in the atmosphere instantaneously. So my activation is um, we're going to shift gears. <laughs> so... If you guys don't know how to drive a manual, you put your foot on the clutch and you shift. So what we're going to do is I have declarations, and I want everybody, we're going to say declarations while we shift gears in our lives. Are you okay with that? <laughs> okay, so everybody put your foot on the clutch and put your right hand on the shifter. I can't do it because I have to hold my phone. All right, we're going to say, as we say these, I want you guys to shift the gears in your life. So Jesus... Jesus. I say yes to shifting gears. I say yes to shifting gears. I partner with you. I partner with you. To set the course for my life. To set the course for my life. As I shift gears. As I shift gears. I expect to have powerful. I expect to have powerful. Divine appointments in my life. Divine appointments in my life. Here is my life. Here is my life. Shift it as you may. Shift it as you may. And everybody says, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so as I was uh, praying, I felt like 2019 was the year of birth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I felt like 2019, when I was thinking about 2018, I kind of felt like a heaviness. Um, and it was like, there's a lot of 
stuff like junk that came on in 2018, whether it's new junk or like God reminded you of old stuff, um, but just kind of like a piling on um, in 2018. Did anyone have like feel like they had junk in 2018? No, okay. <laughs> um, and I felt like it's not an accident um, because God's saying there's stuff you can't take with you into 2019. Um, and I was reading in Luke 9 where before the disciples went out and healed everyone instantaneously, they, they had to say goodbye. They couldn't take stuff with them. Um, and so I felt like 2019 is a year of saying goodbye um, and closing a door on stuff that, just stuff, whatever that stuff is. I'm being general because everybody's got stuff. Um, but it's, it's a time to say goodbye and God is going to be closing up wounds, um, and he's going to be closing up um, new hurts and old hurts, um, and he's just going to say 2019 is a year um, that you're just going to go forward without that stuff, and it's not going to be a hard thing. It's not going to be a labor. Um, <laughs> Says the pregnant woman. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a painful labor. It's going to be an instantaneous, like, God says go, and, um, and there you go, so... Go. Uh. <laughs> Praise God. That's awesome. All right, so everybody just say, we're going to have grace for Micah, right? We have grace for Micah. Grace for Micah. All right, this is a journey. All right, so I love this part because we all didn't talk to each other. All right, we all got this from God, and then all of a sudden it's like everyone's having similar words. So about two weeks ago, um, I was with a group of guys, and we were, we were just talking, and I felt like in the atmosphere of this vacuum. And it, it, you can imagine, like, uh, the oxygen just got taken out of the room. And I was like, God, what in the world is that? I knew it was something in the spirit. And, and he said, uh, he actually gave me three images. First image I saw was a tsunami. And he said, before a tsunami actually hits, it pulls the tide out. And then I saw a backdraft, like a fire backdraft. And before a backdraft blows out, it actually sucks itself in. And then it blows out. And then I saw, he said, before the, great, the greatest vacuum in scripture was actually before Jesus came into the earth. And it was 400 years of silence from his prophets. And then also on top of that, there was before the Holy Spirit came into the earth again. And Jesus left, and there was this silence. There was this vacuum. And so I just heard that there's this vacuum that, that my body is going through a, a vacuum for a short period of time. And what this purpose is, is he says, actually, go through the word. Make sure that you are strong in the word. Make sure that your feet is, are solidly planted on him. Because in this vacuum, he's going to start bringing, bringing back dreams. He's going to start bringing back words that have been given over you ever since you were young. Things that... that um, you've actually forgotten about things that you have not dreamed of and he said that I'm going to start bringing them back into alignment I'm going to start bringing them back in front of you make sure they're solid in your heart because the tsunami is coming the earth and the world is going to think it's calamity it is not calamity do not partner with fear do not partner with fear it is the establishment of the kingdom of God on this earth it is a beautiful thing is about to happen and uh, I really felt that it was going to be in the first quarter of this year. You're going to start seeing some really awesome things. February in particular, a month that's going to be awesome. So that's that. <laughs> the rest I'm actually going to go ahead and read real fast. Um, he gave me a scripture for this whole time as well, which is Isaiah 43, 18 through 21. And he says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you. There will be people that you think are little wild animals that are going to say thank you because you are the river. You are what's so bursting good. out. So 
um, the coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people that I, cho I choose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. <laughs> so um, that's the scripture over this season. Um, also, Jesus is being showcased as king of kings so that after we submit to his authority that we can see him as Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. Choose the kingdom that you are a part of. What kingdom do you operate in? Who is the king of your life? Jesus is king. All comes under his authority. He must be king in our lives before he is Lord. First there is authority, and then his anointing and increase will flow. Pledge loyalty to the king. Uh, he says, tear down the altars of the past. This has to do with ways of thought, the ways that we think, our default way of thought. When we come to a new juncture, we have been going back to the default altars of our past experiences instead of encountering fresh perspective through faith. He says, I want the altars destroyed. Um, I'm almost done, guys, I promise. Remember, you have grace for me. Um, people are going to start getting healed from crazy awesome encounters with the atmosphere of heaven. They will start searching for the Jesus that they encountered, and that is how they're going to be evangelized. Mm -hmm. Start expecting large outpourings of his glory. This is all in 2019, guys. Start expecting large outpourings of his glory. His glory is going to be camped in unexpected places for long spans of time and shut down economies and commerce for weeks at a time. Then productivity will triple and efficiency will triple, yielding better processes and better business. God will be glorified through this, and miracles on Main Street will be recorded. Uh, he said, expect new languages. This goes right with what Rachel was sharing, too. Um, expect new languages to be heard in our spirit lives. He is speaking in new ways and new tongues. Be open to hearing and sensing him differently. The season for this, um, the reason for this is that we are going to new places and a new day. He's been correcting me. I've, I've been saying new season. He says, no, it's not a new season. Because old things from old seasons can actually go into a new season and be finished. And he's saying, no, it's not a new season, it's a new day. So it has to be finished in this season before we can go to the new day. And, um, and he says, new places mean new things that have been hidden for us, not from us. And to experience the new, we need to speak and hear new. He that has ears, let him hear. He that has eyes, let him see what the Holy Spirit is saying. Last word, I promise. It's um, good, Micah. Expect to have encounters and counseling sessions with angels and angelic assistants. Sightings and unexplained occurrences that have no logical conclusion. So stop, stop trying to figure it out. Um, and, but they do have spiritual meaning. Signs and wonders are ramping up. Get ready. Know the word. You will need to have the word ready on your lips to answer with boldness the questions that will come. Doctrines and theology will be challenged. Jesus is offending doctrinal truths to bring life back into dead servants. He is making them friends of righteousness instead of servants in obligation. He is upsetting apple carts for decades of thought and exposing his truth and freedom throughout denominations and sects of Christianity. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be made full and overflowing. So as far as an activation in all of this, um, I'm just going to say this yeah. real quick. Um, he told me about uh, a month ago, he said, I want you to start declaring. I gave you words so you could actually use it. And I was like, oh, shoot, okay. Um, so I started making declarations. So I'm going to actually put that on you guys now, too. Declare, 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 declare. Your mouth, the power of life and death is inside of the tongue. So your mouth is literally a trumpet. You're either being a trumpet for surrender 
or you're a trumpet for victory. You're a trumpet for advancement in the kingdom. The kingdom of God never goes backwards. It only goes forward. So right now, we're just going to go ahead and ask the Holy Spirit. I want you to do this right now. Close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, what is a word that you want to describe 2019 for me? Just take a second to do this. One word that you want to describe 2019 for me. And give it 10 more seconds here. Once you have that, I know you're not going to be very happy with me. Stand up, please. <laughs> now, you just sat down. You've been standing forever. I know. There's authority when you stand. And on the count of three, I want you to go ahead and shout out that one word. You're declaring this over your life. You're declaring this over your future. And this is actually a prophetic act that is going ahead of you. And you're planting a seed that will go into your future and actually bring that about a harvest. So one, two, three. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having grace for me. Thanks, Micah. So we have one last one. Miss Ruth Ann. I'm waiting for my husband. I'll switch places down here. Doesn't much matter. <laughs> I have my notes too. I started this painting the Sunday after Thanksgiving when Sean gave his. Um, message on thankfulness you were right on by the way because that's what this is about I had the um, title before the painting which never happens and it was it is thankfulness transformation and my word was that as we progress into 2019 you know we've already gotten that you know 2018 there'll be many of the same things moving forward we've also gotten that there are more there's much, much more. But I was getting that you can only progress by the measure of thankfulness in your heart. So you have to really nurture that, proclaim it, and, and live it. You know, this thankfulness, this constant thankfulness, because that's, that's the uh, oil by which everything flows out, that, that everything runs. And um, let's see, uh, anything else? Oh, there are... This is a, a painting of butterflies. I don't know if you can see that. You should be able to see some of it. Um, butterflies symbolize transformation. Yes, they do. And um, there are all sorts of butterflies, all sorts of transformation going, which is a nice way to end up this work, because all of this was about that, really. And um, I asked God, why is this painting taking so long to be completed? Because, you know, hey, we like it when we can just get up here and finish a start a painting, finish a painting, and voila, it's done. But God told me, well, transformation takes time. So this has taken since Thanksgiving to complete. If I had, uh, I hadn't planned on a uh, an activation, but my activation would be to start that thankfulness in your heart every day. It's not just a Thanksgiving thing, it's an everyday thing. And the thankfulness is, you know, 
a big part of what God's hoping that we have in us, that he's equipped us with, and that he, he wants. That's part of that conversation between the two of us, that intimacy. And it starts with thankfulness. Great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, guys. You can, Micah, can you help the ladies? Hold the ladies. Well, today's um, message is called, uh, let's see, what is it called? Let me just tell you one second. Ah, the groan leads to the glory. And I'm not talking about intercession. I know it's where every Christian's minds go. So, if you guys have your Bible, turn to Proverbs chapter 4, or your iPhones, just stop checking messages right away. I know how distracting that can be. Proverbs 4, 25, I want to read it in the message translation first. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Here it is in the passion translation. Set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. We're getting a lot of messages today, <laughs> so hopefully at least one of, one of these things are going to hit you. I think, um, just backing up for a second, these guys it sounded like declarations of joy, declarations of thankfulness, leaving the past behind you. Um, a lot of us have had a bit of a last, rough last couple of months, or maybe six months. <laughs> Can anyone attest to that? Yeah, a little bit. The magnitude of what has been happening in each of our little kingdoms have required us to come in with more prayer, more attention, more energy, things that have, they're just, uh, you can't get around them. We actually had to get involved. But I also think that there's some, some things that the enemy brought in as lies to kind of distract us a little bit. But at the same time that some bad things were happening, God's glory, like he would do something so glorious that it's like, wow, God, you're so amazing. And then some bad things would happen again. And then God would do something so glorious. And, so, you know, so then we're, we're like, it's almost like this bipolar thing we're going through, you know. It's like bad, bad, bad. Oh, God, you're glorious. Bad, bad, bad. And, um, and it kind of reminded me of, like, how the, how the weed grows up alongside the wheat. And the good thing is, is that the weed, it, it is not sustainable. And it doesn't uh, live. It dies. But the wheat actually lives, and it grows, and it produces fruit. And so those things that God's doing uh, in the midst of all the stormy stuff, it's going to lead to fruit. Sound good? Now turn to Luke 2, verse 41. Some of you guys might remember the story when Joseph and Mary lost Jesus. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny to say, doesn't it? I'm just going to start reading. Verse 41. Every year, Jesus, oh, this is in the Passion Translation, so it might sound a little different. Every year, Jesus' parents went to worship at Jerusalem during the Passover festival. When Jesus turned 12, his parents took him to Jerusalem to observe the Passover, as was their custom. A full day after they began their journey home, Joseph and Mary realized that Jesus was missing. They had assumed he was somewhere in their entourage, but he was nowhere to be found. 
After a frantic search among relatives and friends, Mary and Joseph returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After being separated from him for three days, can you imagine, like, I would be frantic if, like, I lost my children for three days. Okay. Uh, three days, they finally found him in the temple, sitting among the Jewish leaders or teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard Jesus speak were astounded at his intelligent understanding of all that was being discussed and at his wise answers to their questions. His parents were shocked to find him there, and Mary scolded him, saying, Son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We've been worried sick over not finding you. Why would you do this to us? And Jesus said, why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him? Did you know that this is Jesus' first recorded words? Anybody? You guys can talk back. It's okay. <laughs> there will be no sleeping today, all right? Um, I don't know about you, but first words in our culture I think are pretty important. Whether you're coming out of a coma or like your baby is about to say something for the first time, we're always on the edge of our seat. Like, what's that first word going to be, you know? And for us, it was, it was our kids for sure. What is that first word? What are they going to say? And of course, it was always mama, but don't tell Jim because he's a little bitter still. So let's not bring it up. Can't help it. I mean, what are you going to do? It, it maybe was because I kept saying mama over and over again, but we couldn't wait to see what those first words are going to be. Jesus's first recorded words are obviously super important for us to remember, right? You know, I mean, he spoke before then. We all understand that, right? This is just the first recorded words. Why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house consumed with him? Jesus was consumed by the Father, and he was consumed by the Father's business. The Father's business is just, it's blueprints over your life. It's your destiny. It's your plans. It's your purposes. Um, it's God's, God's missions, even, over your life. We must stay within our Father's business when trouble, when trouble and storms come, even when we don't understand as we already read in Proverbs, we must keep our eyes straight ahead, ignore all sideshow distractions. Has anybody had any distractions lately? Okay, just want to make sure I'm speaking to some, somebody, at least one person. So um, at the end of June this year, um, which is funny, Micah, I don't think you said this, but I think you said the Lord was giving you that word around June, July. At the end of June, uh, the Lord and I were meeting, and I was like, you know, sometimes I ask him, Lord, what do you want to talk about today? So he said, I want to talk about the weather. And I was like, oh, the weather, okay, <laughs> that's weird. What do you want to say about the weather? And he said, a hell storm is coming. I didn't say hail, I said hell. Hell storm is coming. And I was kind of like, well, what are we supposed to do about that? Like, why are you telling me this? What are we supposed to do? And he said, I want you to hide in my victory. And I saw an umbrella and uh, us hiding underneath this umbrella. And um, I don't know if you guys were here when we sang the song Victory, but I wrote that song actually out of that encounter, Hide in Your Victory. 
But I was a little baffled because in June, everything seemed fine. Like June, uh, January to June, everything was okay. Like there was no like rough spots, everything was easy. <laughs> and then July hit, and then August hit, and then September hit, and then October hit, and so on and so forth. It was like one thing after another, like we were in one hailstorm after another hailstorm. And then, but in, in the midst, God would be doing these amazing, glorious things. But there was hard, hard things in between there. And we had to really make sure that our heart was um, unoffendable and that we were walking in love and that we were still focused on the Father's business through all of that, right? Sometimes, how many know, we can get sucked down, though, into this vortex of despair for just a minute, <laughs> right? Just a minute. I told, told one of my friends that I felt like, you guys know that whack-a-mole game at Chuck E. Cheese? That's what I felt like. I felt like every time I stuck my head out of the hole, like this like really heavy hammer would just come and hit me over and over again. And then I'd be down for a second, and then I'd stick my head out again, and again, just hammered over and over again. Um, and then I got smart and got a sozo. <laughs> I was trying to be so strong, you know, get through it. None of this is bothering me. I'm totally fine. Until I wasn't. And so um, I just, I highly recommend coming out of this chapter of your life, getting a sozo before 2019 really takes off. And yes, Cheryl is like freaking out right now. She's like, we're already behind. <laughs> Listen, if you want to help with Sozos, talk to Cheryl. We need more people. But after that, uh, the strength just kind of came over me. And the Lord said to me that it's time to step out from under that umbrella of hiding, that there's no more hiding for us, no more hiddenness. Has anybody kind of been in hiding lately? Yeah, well, God's saying it's time to come out of hiding. What you probably haven't seen through all these storms and battles and these upsets is that he's been strengthening you. He's been implanting boldness and courage. He's been awakening ancient things and callings and purposes that have been dormant for such a time as this as you start to walk into maturity and the fullness don't you love starting a new workout program? <laughs> One time, Jim and I tried to do PX90. Old people shouldn't do that. <laughs> At all. After the first couple days, you're kind of sore, right? Like, to the point where you can't even wash your hair. Because it's like, <laughs> oh, hurts, hurts, you're groaning. We've got stairs in our house. Every step, I'm like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. There was like major groans happening. But in order to build muscle in the natural, it must first be torn down through exercise. After you work out, your body repairs those damaged muscle fibers where it fuses together so that muscles are stronger, thicker, and they're growing. But after a couple of weeks, the soreness lessens. And then we see the results of the pain. That's the glory. This is the same way it works in the spiritual realm. So through all this, the, the verse that kept coming to mind was uh, the one in James. I just want to read it to you, James 1, verse 2. 
Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What's the purpose of the testing of your faith? That you're lacking in nothing. And know this, you encounter giants because you're actually starting to walk in your promised land. They're scared. Once I heard Charles Stock say this, I loved it. Our scars become trophies of grace to flaunt before the devil when he thought he could get us down. There are no mighty warriors that don't have scars. Even Jesus has scars that remind us of his victory. So good. Romans 5, verse 2. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, trophies of grace, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I feel like just being under that umbrella, like that's what was happening is God was just pouring love, pouring into us. And we didn't even like really, we weren't super conscious of it. You know, we were just trying to get through. But obedience and expanding uh, God's kingdom, sometimes it's not always easy, is it? But it always, it always has a reward. There's always a prize at the end. Harvest time is upon us. If you didn't know. <laughs> God's glory is about to be revealed through you like you have never known, like you've never seen. You're about to move in God's glory like you never have before. When I was meeting with the Lord, when I was during the beating up time, <laughs> you know, it's funny because like you're talking to God about something, but he's like, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. I got to show you something else. And, um, and he shows me this, this huge map of the world. And on this map are little red teepees that he said were outposts for his glory. And so there's little teepees all over the map, and we were one of them. And he said, your teepee, your little red teepee, that's just a speck in my eye. But it's a really important speck. See, those specks actually grow into big specks and they affect the world around us. That is God's kingdom expanding. It's a lot like, you know, yeast through dough. Little bit goes a long way, right? So even though you know that maybe this next mission that you're walking into is really important, maybe more important than the last mission that you just got through, sometimes you do feel like throwing in the towel because of maybe disappointment, maybe sabotage from the enemy, maybe self-sabotage. Do I have any self-sabotagers in here? Don't raise your hand. Your friends may have turned on you. They may have disappointed you. We've had a lot of that in 2018. People misunderstand your heart and then they fall into sin through all kinds of gossip. And I'm talking about brothers and sisters. The hurts, that hurts more than when the world does something like that to you. We expect it from the world, right? We don't expect it from our brothers and sisters. 
And just a little side note, the Lord hates it when his kids bite. He hates it when we backbite. Some of us need to stop. What's the word? Drop the justice attitudes and just learn how to love. If you walk away with nothing else, walk away with that. Anyway, back to my message. So here's what the Lord said to me about wanting to throw in the towel sometimes. This is kind of strong. And he said my name. And you know when he says your name. <laughs> Remember, Mary, I was mocked. I was killed. But I rose from the grave with more power. The same has happened to you. Remember that. You may have been mocked and buried in a grave of humility over these past six months to a year. But it's time to rise again with more power and harvest the fields. It's time to move from weeping and grieving to reaping and thriving. From pain in the night to joy in the morning. God says in Song of Songs, rise up my fair one. Winter has passed and springtime has come. We're moving from groaning to glory. It's like having a baby. The groan leads to the glory. And all the women said, amen. And it's not that the bad things are going to stop happening. But how you deal with the bad things, these tough situations, that's what's changed. Have you, as you've been under this grace, this, um, this umbrella of victory, the Lord's been training and strengthening you for what's next. You are ready. I'm here to tell you that today. You might not feel ready. You might still feel beat up. Get a sozo. <laughs> he will pour strength right into you. He's been teaching you to move as he moves while you've been under this umbrella. But now, as you step out, you're going to be moving out of his glory, not just with him. So was anybody here last weekend for Todd Bentley? Was that last weekend? Todd Bentley was in Pickerington. Yeah, a few of you guys. Well, just to catch everybody else up, uh, one of the words that he gave was, uh, he talked about the bowls of intercession in heaven were at a tipping point, and they are about to really tip over. And it's from your prayer, it's from your intercession that's tipping these bowls. And 2019 is going to be a year of stepping into greater glory, glory that you've never known. And we'll not be moving just out of our own anointing, but God's sovereign glory upon us for such time as this. So, you know, my messages are always short. <laughs> I always like to say at the end, you can wake up now. Here's the last thing that I would like just to read to you. It's just a word that the Lord gave me for you. And so I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes and let your spirit listen to it and grab hold of it. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that anything that's not of you, that it would just fall to the ground. And those things that are of you, that spirits would be able to grab hold of it. So here's what the Lord says. I have chosen you. You are chosen to, uh, to run a race, chosen to fly higher. This is not a choosing for you to be high on me. This is a choosing to come up high with me. 
At this magnitude of light, you will see things in a way you have never seen before. You will see and love people of earth like never before. This is an invitation to eat the whole piece of bread, the bread of life, not just a taste. Many of you have tasted and seen that I am good, but have chosen to be satisfied with the taste, the small taste. But I am offering you the whole loaf of bread, the bread of life. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. You're mine and I am yours. I am your God. What will you partake in? The taste or the whole loaf? Now with your eyes closed, I just want you to check in with the Lord and let him know your heart on that matter. What will you partake in coming into 2019? The taste? Are you satisfied with just the taste? Or do you want, you want the whole loaf? All of Jesus. Just let him know your intentions. We're stepping into the fullness and coming out of hiding. God gave a grace for us to hide under the umbrella of his victory. During that time, we had a James encounter where muscles were built, perseverance was established, where we tasted God's goodness, his manna through the hellstorms. But now, he is calling you to come out of hiddenness. Come and sit at the table and eat the full meal. He has prepared a feast for you, a feast of his flesh, his blood, his signs, and his wonders, his full meal, the bread of life. So God, we just say yes, we want to eat that whole loaf of bread. We want all of you. We don't want just a taste. We've seen your goodness. We've seen your mercy. We've seen your justice. Lord, we know there's more. Help us, Lord, to look like you. We say yes to building our character, building our perseverance. We say yes to slaying giants. And we declare that 2019 is going to be a year that is highly combustible. Combustible glory. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just pray in the spirit for a minute and just kind of receive that? All that you have, Jesus. All that you have, we want. Align those places that are broken. Let your oil come and heal the scars. Let it come, let it come. Pour. Let the rivers flow. Let the raging river of the Holy Spirit flow from our bellies. We want the whole loaf. 
who want to fully partner with Jesus, fully partner with the Holy Spirit, fully partner with you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so we just close the door to 2018 on this day. We seal it up, God. We say seal up those, uh, those things that you did that were amazing, <laughs> that nothing can touch them. We seal up those things that weren't so great. We don't want to even remember them anymore. We just, we just are walking in the perseverance and the muscle of it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. When we were praying uh, earlier, I saw the Lord tightening a jar. And um, I, what I got from it was it was 2018's history. And, you know, Micah said, we're not just walking into a new season. We're walking into a new day. And so I feel like that jar really closed up that, that last day and that you're walking into a new day. And so, God, we're so excited to make new history because we're not the same that we used to be. We love you, Jesus. We adore you. We thank you. You are our joy. You are our light. Yeah, may your face just shine down on us. <laughs> we love you, Lord. Amen. So if the ministry team wants to come forward, if you are new here, we would love to give you an encouraging word. And um, so if you're new, there's going to be some people up here with name tags on. Just come to them and say, hey, I'm new. Can you give me an encouraging word? <laughs> What's God saying? I mean, God said a lot already. I don't even know if you need it. But um, if you need healing in your body, in your mind, these guys know how to do it. And we see a lot of people healed. All right. So bless you guys. Happy New Year. We'll see you tomorrow night. Right? Yes. Five o'clock to seven.